was a Quite the Thing media production. Hello everyone, a warm welcome back to What A Maneuver, the wrestling podcast. I am Kev, um, Simon is otherwise engaged this week, but do not fear, I have two of the very best wrestling minds this side of um, Nashville, I will go with Nashville, this side of Nashville. Um, first up we'll get Mr Craig Friot, Craig how are you? Very well, buddy. Happy New Year and all that jazz. Happy New Year, yeah, to everyone listening. And we have also got the youngest pup on the block. It's Mr. Xander Stapp. How are you, Xander? Doing well, mate. Thank you. I've, I've, I've thrown Simon over the top, and I'm, I'm just <laughs> looking at my watch and waiting on the next competitor. Oh, well, we certainly had a rumble with Simon the other night, but that's a, that's a story for another day. <laughs> um, okay, so... It's Royal Rumble time. Every wrestling fan's Christmas sort of build up to the big day that is WrestleMania generally starts with the Royal Rumble. Me, myself, my first ever wrestling event was Royal Rumble 91. So they always hold a special place in my heart. It's, um, it's a brilliant event when you believe that anyone can actually win it. Um, and when you grow up and you realise that shock horror, that not everyone can actually win it, but it's always fun to try and pick your winner. Uh, right, I'm going to ask Xander first, because he's a young pup. Xander, I'll ask you later on when you were born, but what was the first rumble you remember seeing? <laughs> the the very first rumble that no, I watched, um, because when, when I got into sort of Raw and SmackDown at the time, uh, I wasn't really watching pay-per-views and stuff back then, or, you know, premiums as they're called now. But the, so the, the very first rumble that I got to watch was actually in 2010. Uh, which you, you can imagine was the, the type of rumble that was sort of leading up to Michaels versus Taker again at Mania. Uh, Taker was still the champion at that time. He had a great match with Rey Mysterio in that rumble as well. Uh, and it sort of led to the sort of, it, it, you know, the sort of process behind it was, okay, Michaels going to win the rumble, pick Taker at Mania, and does his rematch. Uh, and then Ed yeah. returns, and yeah. a whole bunch of other stuff happens in that match. And that, honestly, it's one of my favourites. It's actually really, really good. That is something we've all touched on because... We've come up with the idea of doing a 30-20-10. Going back 30 years to do a watch-along of the Rumble match, same with 20 and same with 10, and hopefully we'll do it enough time to build up to this year's Rumble. Craig, what was the first Rumble you remember watching? This one. Uh, this is actually the first pay-per-view I um, watched live um, round at a friend's house that had Sky. I think I'd gotten into wrestling probably about mid-August before, uh, beforehand, so August 91. Um, had, I think I got um, Battle Royal at Royal Albert Hall on <laughs> VHS for uh, for Christmas, so it sort of like blended quite well for, for this one that we're waiting to watch, because you've got entrant number one winning it, so you believe he's a credible contender, and then yeah, I mean, I never, I never miss a rumble, uh, tell a lie, I missed one, I was working in offshore um, in the Caspian Sea, so 2008, the Cena's return uh, got ruined for me, but no. Um, like it's been said, you know, 2010, like that was just a, a real peak year of great rumbles for 8, 9, 10. Um, probably had 7 in there as well before it went to shit for a few years. But I'm going to try and not be the 41 year old angry man shouting at clouds. Um, okay, I'll take go, that role, mate. I'll take that role. Go back and watch this. 
Uh, right, so we're going to do a watch along for anyone watching on the WWE Network. We're starting at exactly one hour, 30 minutes. There is a man with a sensational sherry t-shirt on, a wonderful mullet, um, and a sign that looks as if it's been used or used by a sort of glue pen, um, and then some glitter thrown over it with a sensational sherry is worth her weight in gold. We'll do a three, two, one, go, and then we'll go and go. Um, the only downside to doing this, lads, is we will miss out on one of the biggest appeals of this whole pay-per-view, and that's the commentary of Bobby the Brain Heenan. But hopefully we'll have a laugh and a wee joke along the way. And we'll throw in some facts that I've, I've dug up on the, the old World Wide Web. Um, there's no point in me asking Xander, so I'll ask Craig. Do you <laughs> remember who you thought would win this? Because, quick backstory... At the Survivor Series, The Undertaker was still undefeated. He defeated Hulk Hogan by not tombstoning him on a chair because he missed by an absolute mile. Um, a couple of days later, Hogan won the belt back, or so we thought, at Tuesday in Texas. Jack Turney strips them of the belt and puts it up for grabs in the Royal Rumble. Um, this is before the winner of the Royal Rumble got the title shot. I think it was that 94. Oh, 93 that came in, 93, I'm pretty sure. Next year with Yokozuna. Ah, Yokozuna. Um, I remember as a kid thinking Hulk Hogan had won the previous year. Like you said, Davy Boy Smith had won the the, the Albert Royal, um, Private Albert Hall Battle Royal. So he he was up there. He had Undertaker who was undefeated. But back then, this was painted as anyone could win this. Um, a bushwhacker could win the WWF title, and these are the days, Craig, before sort of skinny wee guys like Kofi Kingston win WWE titles, or small midgets like Rey Mysterio win WWE titles. It was big guys, it was Hogan's, it was Warriors, it was um, even Andre you would consider sort of in that tier, but it was a sort of protected tier. Who did you think was going to win it? I honestly didn't know. Um, I, like I said, I'm four or five months into my my wrestling um, fandom. I hadn't gone through my summer of 93 where I went back and watched every pay-per-view um, from WrestleMania 1 from the video shop in Canvas Lang one summer. Um, so totally new for me. It's a little bit different to the Battle Royale that I'd seen on the, the VHS tape. Um, I remember being chuffed when um, Bulldog came out at number one um, until my friend pointed out, no, hold on, he's got like an hour to win. I was like, oh, that doesn't work then. Um, so, yeah, I think I, I think I was leaning towards Hogan. And, of course, because of what had happened in the previous um, two pay-per-views, Survivor Series 91 and Tuesday in Texas, um, and as they were the previous two champions, Undertaker and Hogan have got uh, favoured draws. They drew numbers between 20 and 30. So it was somewhat skewed towards Hogan. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody thought Hogan would be the favourite. I think he won it in 90 and 91. I think yeah. 90 eliminated perfect last, and then I say 91. It was uh, Earthquake and one of the nasty boys. One that asked the champion in 90. Yeah, which is, again, it's a, it's a strange... Strange is we just assume that it's it's always been that way that such champion doesn't enter the rumble and it's for the the number one contendership. But this 
is rather long, so let's get this show on the road. Everybody good to go? Yep. Yep. Right. Three, two, one, go. Um, here we see Ted DiBiase, who the previous year had entered the sort of Iron Man performance before I knew that was a thing. And I should say, guys, just jump in with any comments because... Oh, it's there's the guys. Who... Oh, that's a thing, and I'll probably again. This might be a, a Craig more question than for you, Andy. But what's your favourite version of the Bulldog? Personally, I love the '97 with the short trunks and the sort of crew cut. Mm, yeah, there was there was so much potential there, especially at the end of '97 when he um when he was like so Survivor in the. 97 Survivor Series and Team Carrigan against Team USA because he was at his element there as the upper upper mid card performer. It, it wasn't it wasn't too big. Like I mean, no. he had some. Daniel, you you went back and obviously watched a lot of papers. Because what's your sort of memories of Bulldog? Because to me, um, if I think of Bulldog, I think of him like having matches with like the Warlord and stuff like that. People older than me, like Dave Edgar and stuff, he'll think of maybe like the British Bulldogs tag team. But for me, it's it's here and it's '97. Well, you've got you've got the SummerSlam '92, which is the biggest moment in his career. Yeah, right that's now. that's what I was personally going to say. That's probably the, the my favorite one for me because like you just how loud were we when that happened? You know, like, that's just awesome that uh, that moment. And then um, I like I like the '97 um, build up to WrestleMania 13, where him and Owen are the tag champions. He's oh. also. Oh. Look at that elimination. That's I mean it's quite DBOS was so underrated. I think he should have been champion at some point. It should have been um hundred percent. Yeah, but the ninety seven version of um building at WrestleMania, he's the European champion and uh he's doing his made his holding suplex that he used to do in Vader. And that brilliant. Here we go. I, I, I love so, the, Say we don't have the sound on because <laughs> He does the action when it comes to. Uh, and, and I'll be honest, right? At this point, right, I was staunch WWF, right? I'm, I'm used to Muscleheads, right? I'm used to Hogan, I'm used to Warrior, Warlord, we mentioned, Barbarian, Bulldog, and then you get Ric Flair coming out. I had absolutely no idea who this guy was. I had no idea why he was claiming to be the best in the world and walking about with a fake belt because I was. Going out, I was nine here. I just turned nine. I would be ten in October. So I have no idea what the NWA is, what real wrestling is at this point. I was it's that, it's that look as well. It, it, it's, it's the way the way he walks about look. It's how, how he used to dress. It's the woo, of course. It's the hell. It's not. Everything was just pure bastardry, and it's brilliant. <laughs> um, but we I mean, look at these two guys. If, if you you ask any kid who's going to win a fight here, they're going to pick the guy that's. We, we all know is roided up to, to the gills, man. I mean, remember that sort of terrible, oh, look at that classic old folk. Do you remember the terrible look Bulldog had where he just sort of, he sort of grew out the, the cornrows and he just had sort of long hair and I think he was teaming with Lex Luger and stuff like that. Oh, it was really, really bad. The SummerSlam 94. Um, and what, what was it, the Allied Powers or something? Aye, he teamed with Brett um, when he returned, which was his third stint with the company. Uh, but yeah, no. That's the thing, because like, obviously now, right, you go on Twitter, oh, WWE released all these people, oh, this is a shit, blah, blah, blah. Back then, people just disappeared. They, 
then you didn't notice it. It's like there's so many. I mean, I was reading the facts here, right? Like uh, there's so many people that just disappear, like Haku and and stuff like that. They just the barbarian. They just go and and you don't think about them. It's the same. Like we used to watch videos, so like we wouldn't get them in any sort of order. So like you'd watch this, and then you go back and watch like WrestleMania two, and somebody who you just boss man used to be good for it, right? You'd watch Boss Man here as, a, as a, one of the biggest baby faces, and then you go back and watch him as a heel. And it's amazing how the commentators dictated what you sort of thought and believed of him, depending on what you're watching at the time. Oh, one half of my guilty favourites. Nasty boys. What is Jimmy Hart wearing now? Oh, Jimmy Hart was always brilliant. He used to just throw on jackets with like spray paint of his team. But they, were, they were always about his, his um, clients. He was brilliant in the earlier match on this pay per view, the the ninety one, where he tries to attack people with a cattle prod. <laughs> I mean, J- Jimmy's one of those ideal managers. He's up there with Cornette because, like, as a fan, you think, hey, I might not be able to bat up Sags because, look, he, Sags is an ugly guy that could probably just take a good beating. But Jimmy Hart, you could take Jimmy Hart, couldn't you? Yeah, and he's got his megaphone. He used to have the motorcycle helmet as well, didn't he? Randomly, I. It's for the nasty boys you used to wear that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, because I was them then. Jimmy Hart's 49 here. He's, he's, he's a fairy, isn't he? I mean, he's not really changed. No, he's, Jimmy Hart's 79 years old now. Um, Rick Flair's 40, 42 years old at this point, which when I think it's one year older than me, it's just... Because I think I said in a, a previous pod, my introduction to Rick Flair, like yourself, was... Um, oh, great, <laughs> great elimination there. <laughs> Whereas, um, who is this skinny old man that's turned up at the Battle Royal, uh, at the Royal Albert Hall, and has to cheat to beat Tito Santana? Uh, but they're telling us he's a big deal, and then, Aye. and then this just this this changes your whole perception. I mean, I mean that is what I mean. People moan about Cornette saying things about AEW these days, right? But I mean that is the point that he's making. It's not for people like me or you that know, right, that, for example, in this match, Ric Flair is probably five or six times a better worker than Ric Flair, right? We know that. It's for little Peter or something that's going to his first event in the first row, and you want to put over that Ric Flair is a very good wrestler, but like you say, if you have him lose to Tito Santana, or just scrape by Tito Santana, then... (laughs) That, that's the guy that you're meant to be telling these stories to. Yeah. Oh, first replacement in. Replacement? Yeah. Um, there was two substitute appearances in this rumble. Haku for Nasty Boy Nobs, who got stabbed. And, uh, oh, is this the one where they the, the butchered the, the, the start of it? Where Vince McMahon's going, The Barbarian! That was a tradition for like the first four or five rumbles. Aye, but they, then they tasted it. So he's going like, Ric Flair, the British Bulldog! And then it's just... <laughs> Nikolai Volkov! It's like, it's like one of the early generic football games where you try to put your name in it, and it was, what a shot by... Sandra Starr. I think it's this one that Pritchard talked about and the laugh is it just totally like the, the tone and the, the delivery of the line is just totally different I mean here's Ric Flair trying to try use his wrestling moves in the middle of this rumble it's but this is brilliant because it's not 
you know, nowadays, oh, so-and-so's coming at this point, you will have 90 seconds of them doing their spots, and then, you know, there's... Oof. Okay. Okay. That was a swift kick, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, a lot of the time, it's just guys going around punching each other, but, you know, <laughs> there's there's not like... You can always tell someone, like, a choreograph tells. It's like, nowadays, yeah, one of like the iconic images is when Flair's walking down the ring, but you've got um, DiBiase exiting. Um, there's another one out. So Davey's got three. Oh, up, here, here, out. here comes the, here comes the goal. Here comes the man. First here comes the B plus player. Yeah, first this first is, time. Uh, this first time. time. First time in the uh, well, Bret Hart had the flu, but um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> first time in that uh, that ring gear um, after. As another Bobby Heenan one, Janetti tried to run away and went through the window. Aye, that, that's class. That was, I mean, I loved the Rockers as a kid. I uh, absolutely loved them. And I, I was, oh, that's a jump. Oh, early versus the future in music, because back yeah. then, Sean was still using a side suplex. A side suplex. Oh, oh, they were, they were going to have great matches. This is the most stupid thing ever when they do that gorilla press slam spot in a rumble and never just chuck them clean over the top rope. Brilliant. Um, no, do you know the, the point I used, uh, used to like was when Bulldog was wrestling Sean and Sean was having like some sort of arm bar or something and Bulldog would stand up and pick him up with one arm. That yeah. was a brilliant spot. Surfboard as well in their 96 match. I mean, Sean, uh, Sean, Sean won <coughs> three out of the four Grand Slam titles off uh, Bulldog. Um, and lost, uh, and lost a good few of them to vacant. Uh, yeah, very much so. And uh, successfully defended the big one. They were oh, always... Sean Botch, they were uh, always a very rare Sean Botch there. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sean, Sean, Sean loved that. Look, again, push him out. Don't push him yeah, out. Yeah, I know. Daffy. <laughs> Mostly on the ropes. Sorry, it's interesting the push that Bulldog gets in these rumbles. Actually, if you think about it, back in the early nineties, um, he sort of see, he sort of gives that like these, he gives that diesel push a bit where he is just the, the big massive guy in the ring, right. and he has to throw people around. Whereas, like if you were to compare him to the other sort of bigger names around, he, he doesn't even he doesn't compare to those guys. But right now, he's probably the biggest threat in the rumble. Right. He's just well, he's he's returned. His first one was 91. I think he made it to the final four. Um, so obviously, right. if he's just returning as a single, that makes sense. He's the biggest commodity for their European business, which was a massive revenue stream, so they want them there. And then you had 95, runner-up, 96, final four with a late entry. Um, 97, he was uh, a victim of Austin doing the diesel. But was it was it ninety six or ninety seven that Austin messed uh, messed up and get thrown out early? Ninety six. I think it was ninety six. Aye. Is the ringmaster? Nah, it gets flung out and he's like, oh, shit, I'm still waiting in there. Uh, <laughs> you see him plenty. You see him plenty shout to Sean. <laughs> Sean. <laughs> and the thing is, he's only he's only like a month or two into his into his stay. I think I think uh, if that was to happen nowadays, because they never knew you know how oh. he could be brilliant, <laughs> um, he would have been future endeavoured. Aye, it's, I mean here, right? This is a problem I've got with modern WWE is 
it's all too shiny and it's all too nice, yeah. right? It's all too neat. AEW feels a wee bit raw. Aye. Pardon the pun. And and like you've got that here because you've got like every every I've said it before, every pinfall on WWE takes place right in the middle of the ring, right for the hard camera, perfectly. Like, like, you're, like you're obviously like you're shooting at a fake sport. But back then you would get pinfalls, you get eliminations at all angles, the camera would miss some of them. And you see the guys in the boilers that's jumping about the ring filming it. It's uh oh it's happening here, the refs are having a wee word. Mm. Not sure. Um but I the refs try to hide out of sight. Barbarian. I've got you talked about a guilty pleasure earlier on. <laughs> Barbarian is my, my guilty pleasure. Uh, and because he took place it took place in the first ever wrestling match I ever watched. Royal Rumble ninety one, boss man versus barbarian. So I've always had a soft spot for him. <laughs> Shit. Mine was um, Brutus the Barber Beefcake against the Outlaw Ron Bass. <laughs> <laughs> You've come Zander to say it was Randy Orton versus John Cena for the 314th time. Oh, God, could you imagine? Look, look uh, at Flair. Might have been maybe when the time that Angle was still in the company, actually, before he chucked it for TNA. We should do that one day. We should go and talk about Angle and TNA because he was brilliant. And then again, Samojo. Like, I love Flair there. So, Barbarian's doing all the work and he goes up and just decides to poke Bulldog in the eyes and try to put him off. <laughs> Which is what we see, but realistically, it's probably him guiding them back into the ring. <laughs> TNA was um, the WRB's first Florida developmental ter- territory. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see yeah. them do well. I can't believe the line's on. That's not watch his impact, don't you? Yeah, I still, I still catch it from time to time. Um, however, it, it's certainly becoming AEW's type of NXT now where they just <laughs> sign everybody there. So. Like, somebody's obviously not had the queue because Sean's been up on that rope for ages. But again, I, I, I love that. I love that. He's trying to do something and it's not worked out so he just jumped, thought better of it and jumped down. I, I'm absolutely fine with that. El Mastor, I, I mean, I'm old enough to remember the, the big, net, big nets, what do you call them, and skits they done when he was learning to be a matador, and I'm like, even as a kid, I'm like, why? <laughs> why, this, why, this, do you, why do you want to fight bulls? <laughs> this was the one where it was, uh, this is the time where they're deciding whether to, ah, Kerry Von Erich. Yep, uh, this pay-per-view appearance. Yeah, this is the one where they're deciding you know, whether they go with Brett and uh, go for the Canadian market or go to Tito Santana and go for the um, Mexican market. <laughs> it's like, how can you have, and again, you're talking about you believe in records, how can you have somebody with a 0 and 8 or a 1 and 8 um, <laughs> wrestle? <laughs> that, that bumps absolutely nuts. The flare flop. Yeah. <laughs> How can you have that? How can you say this is this is going to be our guy? But by the way, for the last seven years at our main show, he hasn't won a match. <laughs> the Brooklyn Brawler was was close to the rate as well, man. Do, do you know, right? See, my first ever, like, obviously, I mentioned my first ever event was Royal Rumble '91, and anyone that's ever listened to me knows that it was intermixed on a cassette with Neighbours, so it literally went to. Part of the Royal Rumble, so I got the first match, and then I got half an episode of Neighbours with Joe Mango and stuff in it. Anyway, so the Warrior lost the belt to Sergeant Slaughter that night, 
but then a tornado comes out and they looked identical to me because they do staff frills in their boots and these long shaggy hair and I honestly didn't know the difference between them I thought it was the same guy for ages and people always mock bins for like people not wearing the same colour tights and all that but they wore quite similar tights that night and that is why and it's just one of these things that Vince used to get right you know like these days and I say that and I'm looking at Tito Santana with green leggings and what could normally say the sort of pink football socks on and imagine trying to convince Tito of that or the late 90s where everyone's just wearing black (laughs) yeah people Hmm. man right we're we're talking guilty pleasures right and one of mine my favourite wrestlers not as in like he's my pure hero but one I like was Demolition Smash and I broke somebody's heart on Twitter when I said recently that <laughs> he went on to be the repo man. And he, and he, he checked and he's like, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> it's got the same tattoo. <laughs> but, but again, as a child, he didn't know these things. I mean, he does look totally different. He's lost a lot of muscle mass and sort of gained a gut. And now he's yeah, wearing a mask. <laughs> and he's not wearing the S&M gear. No. And um, then, and then and Summer, 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 Summer Slam this year, you get um, Repo Man against Crush. Oh, exactly, hi. Um, was that Hawaiian Crush at that point? Yeah, it was Koda Crush that was back for... I was going to say, Crush must be up with one of these guys that have the, the same name, but some of the gimmicks. You know what I mean? It was like always acknowledged that this was the same guy, um, Hawaiian Crush, where they wore... Well, in fairness, is we've just come off of the back end of 1991 and his real name of Brian Adams for <laughs> <laughs> that song, you know. Oh, they were talking about that in the group chat the other day, songs that were number one when you were born. I think one of the, the lasses of the group had, had that, as I remember. Yeah. But, I think you go back to your Ultimate Warrior and Texas Tornado point as well. This is, you know, we're four years away before they start doing the entrance music. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, you know, be like, if you were up in those cheap seats, you'd be struggling to see who it is. And then they but, used but, to... I mean, look at the anticipation. Look at everyone standing up waiting to see who's next. Yeah. Oh, the crowd's hot. It's got that stupid raffle as well as folk come out. Oh. Hammer! <laughs> Talk about dad bods, right? The, the hammer, yeah. I thought he was indestructible, man. Because in 91, he went for hours as well. Yeah, he's 45 minutes. It was 90 that um, DiBiase did his um, Marathon Man one, because in 91 he was uh, banishing Dustin Rhodes back to WCW, if you will. And um, it was Rick Martell and Greg the Hammer that yeah. put in Marathon Shifts in 91. Oh, another flare flop. Yeah, another one. <laughs> what, why does this guy keep falling over? Is he drunk? <laughs> It's subtle as a brick, the hammer and the bulldog, just have a wee convo there. And look at Flair's hair, it's getting up more than it. <laughs> because it's just sort of. It's like that now when you go to the side tent or something, you touch one of those giant <laughs> ball things. Who was that fighter that uh, Pat Foot McGregor, the Russian guy, Khabib? It's like a big hat that Khabib wears. These lads would have been. Flair and Hammer would have been in WCW together, right? Or did they just miss out? Um, well, Hammer went back to WCW. 
And yeah. one of these guys, I think he must have been a Hogan friend, and just got a job. No, he was back. He was back before he he went between the two of them. He goes to, he goes to WCW this uh, just after this event. And uh, I believe he was, was a bit Starcast and stuff like that for Starcade rather for the the dog collar match with Piper. They would have been there, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, they were tag team champions together, Flair and Piper. Yeah, early. But Hammer Hammer goes to WCW um, after this one and wins the US tag titles with Dick Slater. Um, and then he's back to the WWF as one of the the knights. Um, but Survivor Series '93 and Royal Rumble '94, and then back to WCW as a Hogan pal. Oh. <laughs> Mar- Marty Jannetty's um, replacement. Nikolai Volkov. Uh, <laughs> um, he just looks Russian. There. <laughs> he, he was one of these guys that was like, I, I stopped watching late '93, and when you go back and watch things for like '94 when. DBRC's corporation starts up and you're like, you say Nikolai Volkov and you're like, why? <laughs> you talking about a guy that, was, was he in the, what was his tag team? Was it the Bolsheviks? Bolsheviks, well, they, well I and Sheik as well at the start. Aye. The WrestleMania. Aye. There's sometimes that, I think Vince seems to be like so humanitarian in some aspects and, you know, so cruel in others. You know, he takes... Volkov back when he's clearly past his prime. I mean, a year beforehand, you had Saba Simba, Tony Atlas, who's <laughs> been homeless. Um, and then other times, he's just ruthless. I mean, look, I'm not saying he's got a big belly here, but Xander, look, he's got his belly button tucked into those tights. Oh, God, he does, actually. I didn't even... I mean, I didn't nothing go oh, there you go. Thanks, thanks for coming. Yeah, I mean. Thanks for coming, Nikolai. That's that's less than a minute. It must be great, you know. I wonder what the pay breakdown is if it's by the minute. You know, you know, Flair's obviously going to get big buck, but you know, Bulldog's going to do about half an hour. But you know, Volkov comes in for you know fifty odd seconds. You just get like five grand and say cheers. I just don't know. Hey, That's. I mean. It still amazes me that Kerry Von Hendrick's got only got one foot. It's only half of a it's only half a foot. Aye, but still I mean you think of the balance and well, the there we go. leapfrogs as well. There he is. That's a boy. What the boss man? Because they must first... after he gets hanged by the Undertaker or hung rather. Oh no, that's that's this years is, future. That's this is seven, seven years and a, a stint in WCW away from that. Oh, oh really? Right, okay. He had about 15 gimmicks in WCW. Uh, he, he, went in as, he went in as the boss, which was a cop character for him, and I don't know where they come up with that idea. Um, <laughs> anyway, that, it was a guardian angel, which was some sort of group that patrolled Average New York Johnson. or something. Oh. Boss Man was a great wrestler. And I even loved the way that they brought him back in the 90s. They brought him back like a, a SWAT boss man. Yeah. I like, and the, the weight loss oh. as well. You forget how young he is. There you go. Out goes the reason. Cameron's missed that one a bit there, but it's a good elimination nonetheless. Straight oh, over that, the that's, that's, what, that's what I like about it. It's, it's raw. It says you don't know what's going to happen. You need to keep watching as opposed to, there you go, and now we're going to position the camera perfectly while Kofi jumps off this to get on a chair. I think yeah. that, that spot now, it's one yeah, of those things that if you've done it once, it's fine. 
but now people wait for it. It's like a Shane McMahon match. It's like you're just waiting for him to jump off something. It's like, okay. Yep, um, we'll get Shane. We'll get Shane against Austin Theory at WrestleMania this year, I can imagine. For Vince's head. Oh, Bulldogs away! Bulldogs away! Bulldogs away! Uh, and I think Von Eric follows him right out. Oh, oh. Who did you? Oh, he not not shot oh. at uh, Bulldog. Brilliant. Because uh, uh, like I say, like from a neutral, if you were turned on watching this, right? If you were somebody's mom or dad or grandma, I mean, it's quite easy to keep track of this because everyone's dressed differently. There's no two people look the same. Oh, there's two going out together, Sean and Tito, because this would lead to WrestleMania 8 there, match, wouldn't it? Yes. Right. Here is an underrated tag team. Hercules and Paul Roma. I was just thinking about that while I watched it. Two guys not really doing much. We'll make them a tag team, but we'll give them a name. They'll look the same. They had Slick as a manager. Yep. And what a finishing move they had. Yes. Fantastic. Did you ever see their finishing move, Sander? Yeah, see now you're talking about it. I, I do remember that, actually. What? I love that. See, I've ever played wrestling games, so like, I used to play with my cousin and stuff like that. I'd always love us to have a finisher that done that. Like, one come off one rope, one come off other. It looks brilliant. I don't know why more people don't do it. Especially when you've got a big guy and a wee guy sort of scenario. It just oh it worked perfectly. What a what a finish that was, man. And there's Flair messing with Barbarian. And this and you've still got I mean this is three heels, one face, so you've still got that it's every man for himself. You've got <laughs> oh, the, oh, oh there's Flair's Flair's face then. Oh, 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 oh Flair. Like I love that, the fake out bit. Yeah. No, no, no. Bossman was the look at Bossman's eye. The amount of weight Bossman lost as well for when he was a heel, when he first came into like as he is now. I mean, six foot six, and he could he could go. Oh look at that! Wouldn't those trousers as well? Ah, that I always like that tip as well. Right. I think I'm pretty sure. But he made that look. He saved that. He saved that. He done it well. I mean, at first I thought, oh no, here we go. But you see, whenever I see a guy alone in the rumble, I think the best one. <laughs> <laughs> I think the best one is still Austin when he's flinging him out. He's looking at his watch in '97, then it's Bret Hart's music comes out, then he's like, ah oh, shit. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you know what rumble spot annoys me though? It's when you've got two good guys or two bad guys, and they start fighting each other, and it's like, lads, you're number one and two. You don't need to fight each other. Agree to go till the end and then fight amongst yourself. And of course, this is the one that everybody wanted. Piper against Flair. Well, Piper's got the chance to win the IC and the, the WWE Championship. He's already Aye. won the IC earlier on the night. Yep, that was a great story. So again, you've got another potential winner because you've gone Piper. This, I think even Heeran says like this could be the best night of his career and all that. And Again, Piper. I started seeing him as a babyface. I didn't see him as a heel at first when he was the most heated heel in America. Same. Yeah, this is where you have your classic, like, mini-match in the Rumble. Just two good guys, good at wrestling, get your match done. Yeah. I don't think that'll ever be topped to the finish of 07. Oh, I love that. Block that. Block that. What are you doing? Oh, 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 wait, wait for a poke and play See, again, I love, I don't mind it when people make a mess of that. See, because it's a simple move. 
And he just moved. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a melee. It's a fight, you know? Aye. Oh, look. Snap back and he's... Oh, there's a folk. Oh. Nice. <laughs> I mean, it's so simple. I mean, give me this over... A, what do they call it? A topia supersida or whatever. That daft guy with a mask on him, EW calls him. Classic move. <laughs> Classic. Love this move. You can do it with your kids. I do it to mine. And I need a plane spin. <laughs> Disorientate your phone. Yep, maybe strain the bird. Look how he sells it as well. Oh, I can do it again. I do it too. And again, you're thinking, put him to sleep, put him to sleep, and then throw him over the ropes. I mean, it'll be interesting if we do the next one up, which is 2002, and just see how the rumble has changed. Look, he's out, he's out. Get him over the ropes. He's thinking, get him out now. Oh, we went more. Oh. Yes. Talk about you. Totally star power coming in now. I mean, and, and he's fresh off of the snake biting Savage. There you go. Takes that. I'm not interested. I'm quite yep, happy to sit here and watch you two fight out. Yeah, don't need to do it in here. Not, nothing to worry about myself. I'll just take a wee breather, even though I've not done it in here. And then I love I love Jake the Snake. Even as a bad guy, I, I love Jake the Snake. Still, he still one of the best people in the business. Oh, oh, it was, it was. I. It's a sad state that that's now a even a like a near fall. It's just a move. Ah, it's transitional for it. It's not even. Aye. But I mean, that's what happens in wrestling. Somebody does something. I mean, it's. I wouldn't have touched the DDT under why, than why they've done it, like a short arm clothesline. Um, but it's oh, the stunner. I hate the fact that Kevin Owens uses stunner. What did you so think of, does. What about um, Cena's super stunner against oh. Rooster? Oh, I hated it. I just, because you're always going to compare it to Steve Austin, who. <laughs> If you want to compare yourself, probably the best to compare yourself to one of the best in the world. There, <laughs> there, there, there is a reason. There is. There's a reason people don't use a leg drop as a finisher. Well, it takes a very special man. Oh, it Piper putting the boots to both of them to get a leg drop over. No, but I mean, like, hundreds of people, like, it's different if you use, like, a different version because, like, the RKO is it's pretty much the same move, but it's just done differently. And it's not called a stunner. You've got your own identity on it. Yeah. I love the diamond cutter. Diamond cutter was brilliant as well. That's actually why I, that's why I love um, the Styles Clash and AJ Styles. Because no, no one's really done that before. That was sort of his thing. Right. Oh. Hogan Friends. Oh. oh. He, he always seems like such a great, decent guy. Even in Legends House, you know. Look. And his character, he's always there. He's always like, you know, the... The supporting friend, you'll be in your tag team um, Survivor Series. He, he's one of the guys that's good to have with your squad, isn't he? He's yeah. Like a, he's like, ah, uh, I'm trying to think of a football player. He's just one of the guys that he'll come on, he'll play left back, he'll play right back, he'll play in midfield. He'll never moan if he doesn't play for months, um, but everybody sort of likes him because he always gives 100%. The Jay's Milner. Aye. Um, but again, uh, this is like this is about the time when Vince, well, not this time, but a few years before, where Vince was taking people's top stars, and it was totally different in Mid South. From I don't think I've watched a lot of Mid South, but like he was like your top guy, and 
he was a tough guy. And was he a heel? I think he might. Well, I think he done both, but like he was, his character was like a real tough everyday yeah. man. Was him? But, like, obviously, was DBRC not a face in Mid South and Doug in a heel? I'm going to go look at some Mid South after this. Might be, might be right. Um, famously, the Bushwhackers were. Yeah, <laughs> extreme, extreme heels and went completely meant to let children. It's, um, definitely couldn't do that in 2022. Uh, <laughs> um, but again, it's just it's back then the sort of vision that Vince had, and I say it's sad. I think to see the, the state of the company the way it is now. I mean, I've tried to watch a bit of Raw when I was on holiday in Florida there, and. Oh, this this is not the show that I grew up watching. It's a, I mean, you go back and you watch '97s when it's just the black screen and the Titan Tron uh, before they now call it the Tron. It's just it's so edgy, it's grungy, but hey, it was the '90s. Urban Archester. That's a family that must have fallen out <laughs> with the machine. The happy <laughs> The last two years to have three members shit cans. I, I remember when when that was revealed on like you know the internet wrestling community that he was uh, the the father of Wigwam and uh, I can't remember both Alice's name uh, and, and people were shocked and stuff. See if you look see if you look here facially, <laughs> there's really no much difference here. I think they look a lot like that. Yeah, he was a good worker, him and all. Mike Rotunda. Oh, the uncle though, Barry Winder, that was a worker. Um, he was in WCW and stuff, and he was in the Varsity Club, and he was like WrestleMania one, tag champ. He's done, aye, he done one of those things in WCW where he'd got a gimmick. So it was a Varsity Club, and they were like these super wrestlers, like sort of high school jocks sort of gimmicks. But he was a captain, so then suddenly he starts coming out wearing a captain's hat, and <laughs> so like, okay. Okay, see where you go with this. Oh, there's another flop. Where is that? We've had like five or something. Easily four or five, no. Sometimes you just got to wonder how much cocaine was going on in a booking meeting in the 80s. Oh, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> I mean, can I grab it up there? He's got no chance. Oh, that was another rebot there. They, they mistimed that. That was maybe a double. Double leg and they messed it up. But the other thing as well with this event is that you've got, you know, guys that are the average age is probably quite high up there, but they're guys that have you know worked with each other in various territories. They they wouldn't need to be told what to do. Bar like you know, I think it's like five bullet points. You're going out there. And you're going out there. There's a spot there, and that's really about it. Snooker. Oh. Talking about bullet points and killers. Um, next up is just Tiger and Snooker. Uh, he he changed. Oh, so we snooker. He's obviously been doing what you talked about. Snooker was one of these guys that always looked ancient. Always looked ancient. Yeah, no, I never really took care of myself after the other affair, did I? No, I remember us winning. Did you know give Jeff Jarrett a concussion in WCW in like 99 or 2000? Like yep, you did, yeah, I remember that. Coming off the top of the cage or something. Snooker uh, would have been 49 here. Jesus, man. These guys can be around, you know, their mid-40s or late-40s because there's not a lot going on. There's, no, there's none of this, you know, 
40 flips and uh, multiple super kicks in this work day era that we're in right now where a match has to last, you know, 45 minutes and it's not considered good enough and stuff, you know. So I, I, know, I know, you know, Jimmy had his, you know, frog splash finisher, but, you know, he, he, even that's not, you know, that's nothing compared to today's wrestling. Like, oh, no, I, I mean, especially in this era of WWF because it's the majority of your matches are three minutes on superstars. Ah, the squash <laughs> matches. Three minutes of superstars versus a job guy or two mid-carders maybe going for like eight, twelve minutes um, and, that, and that's that. I mean, you look at the, the early WrestleManias and how many matches are sub-five minutes. But Snooker as well, he changed up his look. He was less a barefoot. I mean, um, again, I've got a sort of soft spot for Snooker because him and Brutus the Barber Beefcake won my tag belts numerous times in the Marlon Federation as the, as the barber flies. Probably just because that's the oh, figures that my mom, <laughs> mama, my mom could get out of the catalogue because like you just ordered the figure and you didn't know what what you were going to get. It was a case of there you go. Um, oh here here comes. Here we are. Come. Still a heel, but look, I just look. I love that view because you get to see the crowd and then look, they're standing up. It's the way that else. it's the way that Bearer's walking with the iron as well. You know, so you're just seeing this gold iron and. There's a spot coming up later on. It just cracks me up uh, when Terry gets in. But, you know, it's just... You've got like, guys that are mid-sized guys that are NWA. I think, well, I suppose there's AWA guys in there with Mustafa and Hogan. You know, it's, I mean, it's that, not, that's what I love about this either, because, like, oh, there's one. In terms, of, in terms of just pure, like, what crosses and rumbles... Taker's definitely top three, I think. The amount that he's done, the amount he does in them all the time. It's fantastic. For the for the pay-per-view in general as well, because for more than half the time, he's been in title matches that have you know, all been pretty stellar. In fact, yeah. double duty as well in um, 97, wasn't it? Played uh, Wrestle Vader um, before the 97 Rumble. Of course, we, we should mention that Hacksaw Jim Duggan won the first one. Yeah. Although we don't talk about it here. No. So yeah. he, he wins the first one, and therefore he's not not so much a favourite, but he's likely to win this because he's already won one before. The first one was like a Saturday night's main event, wasn't it? And then the first pay-per-view one was... Uh, Big John Studd, who then went on to referee <laughs> in WrestleMania Five, <laughs> you know. Um, then you've yeah, uh, you've just had then you've got two Hogan wins, and then you're at this one. Oh look, look, yes, that tells a story right there, right? Savage had been bit by a snake, and he wants Robert, so he sprints to the ring. Where is he? Where is he? It's the way he's and then the heels Jake, get him. It's the way Jake slithered out as well. All right. Just such a good story. He, he comes in, he's that much full of rage that he's not actually looking where he's going. Then he gets to the ring, he's clobbered, and now Jake comes back in and says, Look, give me him, I'll take a wee shot at him. Such a good story. Again, we're talking about people that change up the look. Savage changed up the look. He went from shorts to, to long tights, to long tights and these sort of tops. And then he would go through another couple of changes in WCW. Like, whoa. Aye, it's a. It's as you say as well, like if, if someone who's never watched wrestling before starts, you know, looking at what you're watching the now, you're thinking, 
Well, this guy's different because of what he's wearing right now. If you look Hi. at if you look at Randy Savage, you know he'd have his ring gear for this this right either. There you go, out there you go, Jake. And here here's the botch. Yep, I'm over. But Randy Savage, cowboy hat, sunglasses, <laughs> jacket with tassels. That's a wrestler. But that's like if you're watching this right with your small, your grand, your grand, or somebody doesn't watch wrestling, they're saying. Guarantee you, they'll ask the question: Why did he sprint and just go for him, right? So then you say, "Oh well, a couple of months ago he bit him in the arm by a snake and assaulted his girlfriend." So that all makes sense as to why he eliminated Jake and then just looked right after him, right after him. None of this wrestling stuff of okay, I've now forgotten it. And like Craig said, I am now meant to work a spot here where I take two steps to the left and catch you as you come off the rope. This is just. This is legit. He wants to batter him. I, ha- I have dispatched you over the top rope there where our feud is over. No, you interrupted my wedding with your henchman that's got me right now and fed a snake to me. <laughs> or fed me to a snake. Oh, fucking Roddy, go. <laughs> oh, hmm, wonderful change that. Do you know who the good holds the, the most eliminations in a single rumble match? Um, it depends if I counted that stupid Greatest Royal Rumble. I don't know, it's just this is a website I'm on smart count moment. Quick, give me your guesses. Sure. I think the weekend's Greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, so technically it's Strowman. Strowman and Lesnar. Yeah, Le- Lesnar tied them. Was that 2020? Yeah. That was a great one, I enjoyed that, I loved that story. Nine former winners in that one, amazing. Uh, Your winners going uh, back all the way back to two thousand and three. There you go. I right, so well, spoiler, Rick Flair is Iron Man in this one. The year before it was Rick Martel with fifty two. Rick Martel, really? I, okay. Uh, oh I, I, oh we'll, we'll maybe do that. Well we'll do that next year or something or the year after. So we'll do it. Um Rick Martel was brilliant in the ninety one rumble, my it's pure soaking with sweat and baby oil. We take a series out we'll go there. <laughs> The longest, the longest total time in the Royal Rumble for the whole times they've been in it. Do you know who holds the record? Daniel Bryan. No, as in like how many? So say they've been in twelve Rumbles, right? Oh, like I half see. Rumble. Do you know who holds the record? Um, did they know do a storyline with Chris Jericho about that, or am I wrong in that as well? Jericho, no, you're right. Jericho, yeah. I probably wouldn't have guessed him. Randy Orton second with four hours, 31 minutes, so please don't be surprised if Randy Orton in this year's Rumble goes the half hour he needs to topple Jericho. Um, they wouldn't do something like that. Take someone's Would you record. think it would be so petty? Take someone's record away just because they no longer work for you. <laughs> I, reckon, I think we might see X-Pac in the uh, Rumble this year. He's been saying he's one of one... X-Pac's a strange one, because I actually had a wrestling match in WWE since 2002. <laughs> it seems to be still part of X-Factor then, don't you, or just after it? Uh, rejoined the NWO briefly, didn't he? And then he uh, oh, left the after... NWO. Yeah, then left after um, Nash Quad. Cody Rhodes is high up for cumulative time as well, which is just amazing because you can hardly even think of anything he's done in it. But do you know who holds these wacky records? The most Royal Rumble appearances without eliminating anyone 
and he's got a few gimmicks. It's not Foley, is it? Not to you, under the people. It's Albert. Albert, a trainer, Lord Tensai. Six Royal Rumble matches and never eliminated anyone. Ah, yes. wow, okay. The longest time in a Rumble without eliminating anyone. So the longest time in a single Rumble without eliminating anyone. Any guesses? I'll um, give you the year, right? 1996. Triple H? Oh. Triple H, well done. Oh, here we go. This will put the butts on seats here. Virgil's coming out after the Berserker. Berserker was a strange one. Part of that Minneapolis crew. But as a, as a kid, right, I, I got IRS as a tax man, right, so, so I understand why adults would boo him, but a guy dressed up like a Viking, and you're like, why? <laughs> like, a barbarian's a sort of cool name, right, that's, you maybe wear a wee bit of fur just to get into that sort of gimmick, but you're like, why? What else have we got here? And his gimmick, was, his gimmick was throwing people over the top rope, he won his matches by um, count out. Is Virgil uh, is, is still trying to push this character of being the million dollar champion? No, he'd lost uh, it. No, uh, he'd lost it, but it'd been retired by now, the belt, hadn't it? No, he lost it. He lost it back. Um, was, no, he lost it. He won it at SummerSlam. I think he lost it back at Tuesday at Texas. And then DiBiase's got it. But then right after this, um, DiBiase and IRS form Money Inc. because of the Hawks narcotics problems and they win the titles off the Legion of Doom and once he's actually got the tag title he just sort of drops the million dollar belt never to be seen again till a plucky young kid comes Steve Austin arrives as a ringmaster <laughs> a, mecha- a mechanic a Royal Rumble appearance in four different decades hmm I should Spoiler, it's the, it's the greatest of all time. So Shawn Michaels is in 89. He was obviously in them in the 90s. He's in the 90s and he's in 2010. So I think we should bring Shawn into this latest one even just to get flung out. Well, who have we got here? The Iron Sheik. Best character on Twitter so far. You just wanted to humble you. <laughs> what did what did Brian Blair do to him <laughs> to make him so angry? <laughs> Again, it's a weird one. It's because like they repackaged him as what was it, Colonel Mustafa here? <laughs> yeah. And I read here, and I read here becomes an Iraqi. Which <laughs> uh, goes to show how little knowledge the target audience has of you know the oh. the ten year conflicts the two nations had. Well, bear in mind, right, like, so back then, right, you would get Jake Roberts from Stone Mountain, Georgia, um, Hulk Hogan from Venice Beach, California, uh, who else was Charlotte, North Carolina, that Rick Flair's from? Canadians got uh, from Glasgow, Scotland. But you'd get hometowns, and then you just get from Japan. <laughs> yes. So Japanese guys, just right, Japan. They, they do from Japan, but then it's Calgary, Alberta, Canada. What's this? Um, the most times drawing the same number entry. Drawing the same number? Aye. Edge is unlucky to the group to enter five times at number three. Sean Michaels right. has drawn number 18 on three occasions. And the Undertaker has managed to enter number 30. 
Done that three times at number 30. So a lot of folk have pulled number 30 and number one. Stevie uh, Arce player. Poor Ray Mysterio when he pulled number 13. I never thought people would learn how to boo Ray Mysterio, but you know, here we go. Back-to-back Rumble wins. Oh, no. Here's your Iron Man. Only five superstars have won two Rumbles. You know who they all are? Yeah. Are we including the ones that have three as well? Aye, aye, aye. Uh, so, Cena and Austin then, obviously. Yeah, so Austin's there, Cena's there. Hogan. Uh, Hogan, Michaels. Edge. Orton. Triple H. No, it doesn't want to. Yes, he has. 120 test, maybe. Oh, maybe this is an old article. Um, or to Triple H. Triple H, one more. I think there's nine. He's a guardian of the galaxy. Hmm? Batista. Big Dave. Batista won it with the same number. <laughs> oh, of course, actually, yeah. Batista wins it with uh, that mess in 05, was it? <laughs> that he uh, won? The, the quad, the famous Vince quad, it? Sorry, everyone's everyone's convinced that that was an accident, but there's still people out there that believe that that's all a work land at the end of that. No chance, man. The the fewest eliminations by a Rumble winner? I thought it was... uh, Oh, uh, Vince. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I thought for years it was Flair with this one, but then they eventually... They've upped his number to five. Because they give them like partial um, credit for Savage and Bossman. <laughs> uh, partial credit. Partial credit. Is it, yeah, was it no? Um, was it was it twenty twenty fifteen twenty sixteen where Big Show and Kane part of like the authority or whatever, what? and they're throwing people out and they give Kane the most eliminations ever because him and Big Show are throwing people out. I. <laughs> My, my knowledge of sort of recent ones is very, very poor. Oh, here he comes. Here he is. Fucking old school man. But again, like, even as a kid, it was not, this was not a Hogan pop. Like, people are excited, but wasn't it a Hogan pop? No. Like, right for the two people that took his title off him. No. Most times as a runner-up in the Rumble. Uh, Reigns. Yeah, well done. Nah, the, the, the noggin knocker. <laughs> it's, it's interesting to me that Hogan and Flyer just didn't work on the house shows and we didn't get a mania match. I think they'd also promised um, they'd promised Sid the mania match. I love this part. Let's take it out in the eyes. I've just been thrown out. I shall roll my eyes at you. I take it. Take it was good for that. It's a wee eye roll. Uh, everything's all right. I think it's for, you know, your classic good guy. He wrestles like a heel half the time. Hogan used to cheat every match. <laughs> is a uh, gorilla would help? Virgil, oh, sorry. But is a uh, gorilla would tell you, well, turn around's fair play. Exactly. Can't be doing that, IRS. 
But I mean, that's what they say as a commentator. That's the only difference is the way the commentator sells it to you. Again, as a kid, you think it's absolutely fine. I mean, IRS is getting a decent job here. He's been in quite a while. Ah, but he is, he's a workhorse as well. He's a brilliant, brilliant talent having your roster. He's Skinner. He's Steve Kerr. He's well into the Are we bumped? But that's the other thing as well. You don't you don't see that interaction on the railway now. You know, it's, oh, wait there until the camera's not going to be there. And then it looks even more stupid when you see them sat waiting to for their little cue to exit the stage. You know, <laughs> the scene where, like, Flair's coming out and, you know, DiBiase's already been eliminated, it's it's iconic, it makes sense, whereas, oh no, keep the uh, mile way clear unless we're going to have an angle. Uh, it's just WWE, man, it? it's just so... Overclocked. So managed. Aye, Hogan bought that headbutt. <laughs> the fabulous ones. Fabulous, you should listen to that Fabulous Lunch music video, it's brilliant. <laughs> Piper and Flair still going at it, they've been there a while. But they've got history, it makes perfect sense, they were opposing cats yep. at the previous Survivor Series. And Martel, as you say, Martel had been an Ironman the year before, he went, do you believe, but maybe he could go that wee bit further this year. Total disgrace, he's not in the hall. Former AW champion. He just doesn't want anything to do with it. Very successful property dealer. Ah, the best ones are. Save, saved his money. As yeah. the goes. I mean, hardly even does interviews now. He was on the. I think he was on the Dino Bravo Dark Side of the Ring, but. You know? Sell them. Hogan there, uh, sorry, trying to get two people wins. That's unfucked. Hogan <laughs> and Flair, aye. Here comes Sarge. But again. He's still he's quite fresh off a turn, isn't he? Because he was heel. Yeah, summer, turn, sur- he was Survivor Series. Survivor Series. Yeah, Survivor Just before Survivor Series, I want my country back. But again, a year beforehand, he's won the big one. So, incredible. Mm hmm. It's a shame now because he just comes out randomly. It's all like a, a road agent and no one really acknowledges him there. And then it's just sort of like a Saturn Slaughter man just <laughs> randomly in the <laughs> in the ring right now uh, trying to stop a, a, a brawl between two people. Like, come on now. He was good. He was great at getting DX over as the commissioner late 97. Oh. <laughs> they... Probably the best commissioner they had, wasn't he? It was believable. Aye. He could get in about it when need be because he's that good match with Triple H, uh, Generation X in your house. But all, all the authority figures were made sense there, you know. There wasn't the agenda. Jack Tunney, you know, underrated. He comes out, he makes a decision. Sometimes it's pro uh, for the face, sometimes it's for the heel. You get annoyed when it favours the heel, but it's not like he's wanting to take over and ruin someone's life. Monsoon was good as well. Um. I never really watched when Monsoon was doing it. Um, it was only for about 18 months or so. Ah, uh, it wasn't. It was a long time. Got, got physical with Vader, and then you had Piper return in 96 as the interim commissioner. And then decided to batter Goldust. 
<laughs> Razor didn't want to do business. <laughs> Again, you've still, I mean, Flair, Hogan, Savage, uh, all future WWE champions at this point. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, and, uh, exactly on cue. There's the pop. And that's why Hogan's not getting the pop, because this guy is shiny what? and new. Oh, they wanted him to win it. I mean, you hear the booze when Hogan cheats to pull him out of it. Oh, he was made to go over there, I think. I mean, Sid looks like a wrestler. Yeah. I mean, it would take your softball season off, but he looks. He he has Hogan of 10 years before, doesn't he? Because Hogan's starting to get a wee bit... Is he off the gas at this point, Hogan? Or... I think they have. Maybe not. I mean, I mean... I've got... I if he's not off it, he's coming down off of it. Being... You can be a him to... There's an, indi- there's an indictment coming, that's for sure. Oh, aye. I mean, say, like, <laughs> Sid looks a million. Sid looks the best guy in this match, as in just from if you look like a pro wrestler. I never took him as a face, though. Not as a heel. No, oh, oh, a heel, no, always a heel. I mean, there's some wrestlers like that that it's just got to be a heel. It's, it's like I talked about Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is a heel to me, he's got to be a heel. Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett. Aye, you can't cheer Jeff Jarrett. He's always got to be a heel. Um, X-Park's an interesting one. Don't know what you put, put him as. X-Park to me was always naturally annoying. Yeah. Well, if you started early noughties to watch him, then I he was very annoying. Look at Sid, look at that nip-up, look at that. Oh. You can see why they thought he would be money. Two former horsemen. Aye. That was another strange one, like in '93 version of the horsemen, where they still had they had vicious the turn at Starcade. They had Barry Windham there. <laughs> Instead, we got Paul Roma. <laughs> <laughs> Number thirty. This is another guy. That's that's Goldberg. <laughs> That's Steve Austin, mate. That's Steve Austin. For... <laughs> I don't know. Um, who, who's a thug that, but five years later, you'd have a, a guy with more or less that exact same look. Black trunks, black boots, bald head, and a goatee that would uh, set the business on fire. Six foot five, 323 pounds. <laughs> I, can't, I, don't, I mean, people ask Jay Arm stuff like that. Why did, why did they not make more of him? Because... If you were to build somebody up as a challenge at Hogan, even like yeah. a year or so before, you would accept his warlord if he built him up right, with that full Nelson. That's mm-hmm. ideal. But the thing yeah, is, he's rather... Yeah, he's a pain tag team. Aye, but you have... Oh, I love Sarge's bomb. Look at that. Yeah, that's, 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 a, that's an elimination. That's an elimination. That is brilliant. Makes, I mean, makes Sid look good, makes Slaughter look good for the sale. It's a good elimination. Ah, it's... I mean, if you look at most eliminations we get here, are closed lines or just dump people out. As you say, Sarge, that is that makes everybody look like from our point of view, we're sitting here going, "Well done, Sarge, that's a wonderful bump." But if you're a young kid watching that rumble, you go, "Look, look at that, Sid, man, he how powerful is he?" Yeah. <laughs> and look how Darth Piper to be going for him. <laughs> <laughs> Many eye pokes will be seen in this match as well. I'll be a good kid and actually have one. <laughs> 
Are you still... Are you still... Oh, look. Alice is brilliant as well. Sam, she's right for me. I tie into the rumble. Oh, there you go. Oh, and you still got Hogan's shirt in the ring as well, whereas we need to have a, a referee pulling out. I see that that's that's a bit more realistic as well. Like when's the ref gonna have time again there? Because all these guys oh. are the place yep. each other. Four logs away. Thanks for coming. Final six. I, I, I quite liked um Piper's run in WCW. I mean, it went on a wee bit long, but like when he came out to confront Hogan and he's done the whole "you've never beaten me" sort of bit. Look, Sid, perfect setup from two good workers. So Sid just has to push them, and they both go. Excellent. Yeah, uh, there was the dark things where you know devaluing the title by oh it's okay. I'm just going to face your non-title. It's like no. <laughs> But WCW always start. They had women stinging cactus jacket, beach blast or something like that. And then I recently watched. Um, was it Super? Oh. Yes. Wait, so did that count as a Sid elimination? Or does that count as Savage? Uh, according to Wikipedia, it's Sedan uh, Sedan Flair. Oh. There we go. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right now it's, it's two two faces and a heel, which is unusual, and a right. heel that. And I heal that's already been in for an hour. Alright. <laughs> oh, I don't know why you're thinking about it, mate. It's the rules of the match. There goes Hogan. Yeah, I like, I like people cheering. I like people actually. I don't know what you're moaning for, Hulk. Even as a kid, I was like, what are you moaning for, Hogan? This is the rules of the match. This is literally the point of the match. He was under the brace, was he, Mr. Hogan? <laughs> because. Oh, look. Cheater. <laughs> Cheater. All legal. Wait, how's he going to pull her out? Like, <laughs> like and then, look. Oh, and. Like, you can just throw you to he wanted Hogan to go heel here, but nobody would hear that. Yeah, but no, I mean, it's, it's one of these things, like you say, Xander, it's better that they did not turn him. And the next year he wanted Scotty Steiner to do the, uh, come in at number oh. one and do an Ironman. And I tell you what, early 90s Scotty Steiner. Money. Oh, we, there's a match in an early WCW when they go up against two Japanese guys. Yeah. And they, look, there's Piper still behind them going through the curtains. Like, there's, there's Bobby comes down. Yeah, this is, it's Oakland and Afford. Put that cigarette up. <laughs> look, and look, Sid's not a heel yet, because if he was a heel, he would have punched Hogan in the back of the head, but he didn't. He just says, what are you doing, knobhead? Pat Patterson. Ready, go, Ray, Tony Gavir. Jack Lanza. Yeah. Calm down, calm down, calm down. And again, this could have quite easily... Hogan was probably thinking that this will take the shine off Flair's victory, and everyone will be talking about Hogan and Sid, but they really weren't. (laughs) 
you know, it, it's funny because nowadays, I mean, Vince wakes up on the wrong side of the bed and wants to change the entire Mania card weeks before it's about to go live, but right here on the Rumble, it's all the sort of things <laughs> minutes, coming together. Minutes before it goes live. <laughs> <laughs> but, but with the Rumble, you, you want to set it all up, you want to plant the seeds there for a lot of matches that you want to put on. And they do it, and they do it so well as well because they they kiss and make up and then they have a tag match on Saturday night's main event against uh, Flair and oh, Taker and then and, and then Sid turns and then he goes on destruction he breaks Virgil's nose <laughs> he's going back to his old right. uh, Mike, Mike, do you remember ever what said Stretcher Sid in like early nineties WCW and he'd come to the ring with Stretcher as part of his feud with um, El Gigante and he oh, right. killing machine. Elegante here, we've got to be trying Gonzalez, man. I mean, you just did not take him as a threat for Undertaker, that big lanky guy. Undertaker's been dealing with some dodgy hands, isn't he? People like King Kong Bundy, people like Elegante, or Giant Gonzalez, Kamala, even. I mean, maybe if he'd grown up with Kamala as a sort of killer, but no, the, no, the WWF version. You're like, really? He's maybe a thing for the Undertaker. And there we go, there you get the interview. And look how happy Bobby is. Kurt as well, just brilliant. This is this is all shades of uh, Rangers European Cup winners cup one, just getting handed the their medals and the trophy in the sort of backstage area. If if this had been Hogan that won it with his presentation in the ring and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, those Albany fans didn't invade the ring. Yeah. The Albany, yeah, Al- Albany police weren't fans. <laughs> and then he obviously gets the big speech where he, he puts over this title as being the number one belt in the, in the wrestling world, which obviously was to distinguish him from the AWCW one, the NWA one, which, again, I had absolutely no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> Well, I suppose we should wrap this up, James. I thoroughly enjoyed that rumble. I enjoyed talking your way through it. It's, it's, it's interesting. I almost found it interesting that um, Henning's just a henchman here. One of the, one of the best, best wrestlers in the world. He claimed it was Lloyds of London. If he hadn't claimed it, he was about to claim it. Yeah. Um, aye, it was a weird setup. Um, as a kid, see, I always go back to as a kid and what, because he goes through this weird program later in the year with Savage versus Warrior at SummerSlam '92, and That's as a kid, I didn't quite know what 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 they were wanting because I was used to very clear. This is the good guy. This is the bad guy. This is why they are fighting. But there's this whole thing of Savage has got Flair on his side, and Savage is like, no, I haven't. And then he's like, oh, Warrior's got her services, and Warrior's like, no, I haven't. And I'm like, what is the point of this? I mean, nowadays he's just made that triple threat match, but it's um, yeah. yeah. Flair flies to SummerSlam with his ring gear and everything, runs up a twenty thousand pound bar tap. He's not, he's not even wrestling. It's after the SummerSlam as well, where they lose so much talent so quickly before the next pay per view, because before that next pay per view, you've lost the Road Warriors, you've lost um, Bulldog, you've lost Warrior. So it's like, oh, in case of emergency, break glass and let's turn perfect heel. But, uh, okay. Aye, it was very strange, wasn't it? It was, it was so, so strange. Well, gentlemen, let's wrap this one up. I enjoyed it. 
Um, thank you very, very much for your company. Firstly, Mr. Zander Star. Yeah, thanks for having me, mate. Um, it's been quite a while actually since I, I rewatched that Rumble, so um, it was a lot of fun there seeing some of the some of the really, really old characters that it's, uh, you know I, I just spoke about. You just never really see again after that Rumble. Uh, it was great. Strange and Tiger Boy, thank you very much. Always a pleasure, my man. Really enjoyed that. Um, and we'll be back shortly um, and we're going to do the Rumble 2002 um, and we'll see what sort of differences we notice and try and compare and contrast this one and then the next week we will do Royal Rumble 2012 of course leading to a review of Royal Rumble 2022 so as always thank you for listening and we will speak to you again very very soon from quite the thing media. Oh, 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 oh.